When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any good stories from the road? Pipe up. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. That poison proof. They're mongeese. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. Well, guys, uh, it did my heart a lot of joy to see that when we were in the the pre-show green room here that we already had 15 comments, and nine of them are from Tennessee, man. I'm Wes Blankenship. (laughs) Palmer Toms and Jake Rowe are here. And, guys, we learned a couple things about the dogs in the draft. We know who got invited to the NFL Combine, and we know when Georgia's Pro Day Will be. You guys already ready to start talking about the NFL draft and all these dogs that are going to go? Might as well be. It's coming. Yeah, we don't. We don't have much of a choice. It's it's going to happen either way. So so get yourselves ready. What's that coming down the track? NFL draft. <laughs> uh, What's mean, that coming down the track? Twelve some... dogs at the combine. Yeah, yeah, Palmer. Do you have that list in front of you already fired up and ready to go? He's got, um, that, he's got it in that round noggin of his. Yeah, yeah. That, Let's that, see how many you can name without looking at the list. Okay, hands off. Uh, Stetson Bennett, Kenny McIntosh, Kyrus Jackson, Darnell Washington, Broderick Jones, Warren McClendon, Jalen Carter, Robert Beal, Nolan Smith, Christopher Smith, Keely Ringo, Jack Podlesny. Whoa, we got him. Good lord, Jake! I think I think you. I saw you counting over there too. Oh, I was counting with my hands. Yeah, I, hands probably. I have a hard time. Like I, I'm, I'm, you know, coordination, hand, mouth, all that stuff. <laughs> I, I was, I was probably mouthing it at the same time. What do we think about? Um, what's what's going to be the deal with Nolan Smith at the combine? Is he going to be ready to go? I'm not sure about that. I'm maybe not the bench, um, but I'm sure. I, I feel like he'll probably do just about anything else. He may not quite be ready for the bench press, but. Uh, um, I can't think of anything else that may that may restrict him. Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably it. Uh, I think he'll probably do all the agility stuff. Uh, obviously, a lot of um, interview stuff, um, which doesn't help you as much if you're not a quarterback. But uh, Nolan Smith's going to kill it in the interview process for sure. Folks are going to love that guy. Palmer, you can. Uh way in here i'm having some some issues with my headphones y'all, y'all are going to know, carry it for good. a second jake roos is in here too so maybe he can help jake we're talking we're talking combine 12 guys going there uh yeah no i, I thought the list was huge for georgia um uh, probably a couple names that i don't know that i expected i, I was actually really encouraged to see kiaris make the list um and robert beal yeah and beal sure um kiaris i thought though was um <clears throat> I thought was uh, great. And I think that that shows some real interest in the NFL's part um, that they want to see him there and in that setting. 
Um, like I said, I don't know that I would necessarily have predicted that one straight off the cuff, but um, great for Georgia. And, and uh, you know, I think that he's a kid who can go and perhaps even surprise a lot of people, maybe show his skills uh, as a specialist, um, you know, punt returner and that kind of thing. So um, overall, I think if you're Kirby Smart, you got to be pretty happy with how it played out overall. Well, and with Kiaris, you know he's going to test well in terms of the the actual tests, the exams that they do. He was a 4.0 student. Yeah. So yeah. He's going to interview. Also very much the strongest well. wideout. Also very much the strongest wideout. Yeah. Like pound for pound. Yeah, I mean, just the, among the wideouts, just period. I mean, as far as I know, I mean, he, he's a freak show in the weight room. And you wonder, Georgia, Georgia loved him on that kickoff return game, right? We never really got to see him stretch it out. They never did really get it blocked for him all that great. I mean, Kirby talks you – know, you've heard Kirby talk about having a guy that was kind of fearless and, and had the speed to hit it. I wonder if maybe they saw some stuff on GPS that made them think that, you know, Kiaris was maybe their game-breaker type guy on kickoff return. And, um, you know, we might see a little bit of a, of a crazy 40 out there for him. I mean, I do know this. He got behind some defenses um, in his time at Georgia. Didn't necessarily always turn into big plays. Some of them were underthrown. Uh, but but he he's got a little speed to him. I think Kiaris to test well. I do too. And uh, I I, I got to tell you that I'm most excited for Darnell Washington and Keely Ringo just to see what they can do, man. I think that they can put up some real freak numbers. I think you might get some jaw dropping stuff out of those two guys. I would love to see Kiaris go and make a lot a lot of money in the NFL. Don't get me wrong, be a number one receiver for crying out loud. But it would also kind of warm my heart to see Kiaris go be a Matthew Slater or a Drew Tasker. Uh, yeah, do you guys ever know who Drew Tasker was? Yeah, I don't know what that means. No, I, oh about I, know, I know Steve Tasker. I know Steve Tasker. It's not, it's not Drew. T- yeah, Steve Tasker. I'm an idiot. I, I know Steve, Steve Tasker. Tasker. Yeah, yeah, from Steve Buffalo. T- uh, just one of those ace special teamers, like you know, 25 tackles a year. All of them was on. All of them were on punt uh, punt uh, coverage. Uh, Matthew Slater, who played for uh, who played for the Patriots, is another guy that was kind of just a perennial Pro Bowl guy. All he did was play special teams, and it wasn't necessarily returning stuff. God, there was another guy for the Patriots like that a couple of years ago. Um, Pat Bethel, maybe. Um, I don't know Dominic Osgood. You remember him for uh, for the Chargers? He was yeah, yeah, guy. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Kareem Osgood. I, 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 I'm bad with first names. Real I think bad. it's Kareem, but yeah, um, no, for sure. And you know, listen, I, I think that uh, I think that it, like I said, I think it's exciting for Georgia to put that number of guys into the combine and. Um, I'll tell you this, they're going to, uh, I think Kiaris, I think Kiaris could really, like you said, surprise some people. I think what's really going to come across really well with him, and this goes back to Chad Campbell and Peach County, man. Those Peach County dudes are different. They're built different, man. They're tough, tough cats down there. And uh, that guy was running a very, very tight ship at Peach County. Is he still the coach down there? He's not. Um, He stepped down and um, is now coaching somewhere in Perry, one of the private schools in Perry. Um, and, um, somebody else, uh, pretty, pretty highly thought of got the job. It, I, it, the name escapes me right now, but Campbell just recently, um, stepped down from that program. How about Peach County having the 8 PM kickoffs? Did y'all ever cover any games down there? I'm sure you did, but it's just different down there, man. I, I, never, did cover I, I, ne- I never covered. I, the only Peach County game I ever covered was, um, Peach County play at Jackson and it was Michael Carter versus Tyreek McGee in that game, and uh, boy, that was that was that was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Marquise Westbrook, by the way, uh, stepping up to take the Peach County job. Um, 
Coach Campbell, dude. You want to talk about a program? A program. That's how they do it down program. there. <laughs> yeah. We go back to the GPS. I, I know that gets thrown around a lot, but Roe or Roos or Palmer, take us inside what you know about what Kirby's looking at because that element of the program is something that I don't know if it happened while he was there, that technology became available, or if he brought it with him and Coach Rick wasn't using it as much. But we hear a lot more about it now with smart at the helm what are they looking at how does it work he uh kirby ramped it up for sure they were using it before that but kirby has definitely ramped it up i think it's also become a little bit more affordable there uh some competition kind of entered the market there um well kirby and those guys are are tracking kind of how how much distance you know how, how the distance and the speeds right so you know they they try to find trends and they kind of run data i think through different analytic software type stuff to kind of sort out well you know after a kid runs you know 2.8 miles total in a practice you know throughout the whole thing um his likelihood of sustaining an injury goes up or you know he'll they'll monitor the whole team and if the whole team kind of goes down a certain amount over the course of preseason camp maybe they give them a light day or a recovery day in inside and a shorter practice that's what they're looking at. And, and then obviously I, I don't know. Kirby has said they don't share them with uh with you know pro scouts. I've heard they do. I don't really care. Uh, but those pro scouts really value the readings if they can get a hold to them because the 40 is kind of a measurement. It's never gonna stop doing it because of what it means, I think, to the combine and to the NFL, to the sport. It's a it's an event in and of itself. But the 40 is like, hey, how fast can you start? And you've got guys who just train it nonstop, right? And, and that's just not a true measure of speed. What is a true measure of speed is what are your top-end speeds for practice, for games? How fast did you go with those shoulder pads on, with a ball in your hand, um, all, all of those sorts of things. And, and you know, the, the pros love seeing what, what you can get up to as far as top-end speed goes. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you can kind of use it like a pitch count sort of thing, right? I mean, uh -huh. you can you know, like a, a guy who's who's going through the recovery process. You can say, all right, you know, he's hit a maximum for a day or something like that. They don't wear them in games, do they? Are they allowed to wear them in games? I, I I've always thought they do. I mean, I know in the they, NFL I, they do. I don't know. I mean, I've I'm, heard Kirby make comments before about games when he was talking about this GPS stuff and just like context clues. It sounded like. He was getting data from them in the game, but I don't. I mean, all idiot. I know is there used to be like a little box that was went into something, and then it became the little sports bra looking thing. Before long, man, it's gonna be like a like a band aid. Like you just pull something off of a sticky tab and stick it on the dude. We're gonna we're gonna be able to <laughs> be able to plug into the back of your head and and uh, download all the data when it's <laughs> like the Matrix. Wes said a suppository. <laughs> Might slow you down a little bit. Um, <laughs> however, they measure it. They're, you're going to have to raise the, the athletic trainer salaries if they're if they're if they're going with the spot. Like, like the guy who draw, they're going to draw straws for the O line. Hey, instead of uh, instead of Chris Jones and, and his combine experience, he'll they'll, he'll say, "Oh my, man, my GPS came out." <laughs> Uh, whatever they're using to measure them, they're running fast, they're hitting hard, and they're going to have a lot of guys watching them at Georgia's Pro Day, which we just learned is March 16th. Is that correct? 15th. 15th. 
should have had that pulled up. No, it's, it's the Wednesday. It's uh, yeah, it's the fifteenth. It's the Wednesday March 15th. after they. Yeah, it's the Wednesday right after they start spring practice. Oh, any any time they can control it, that's when it's going to be. I like that, Palmer. It's the Wednesday. It's that Wednesday. <laughs> it's that Wednesday. <laughs> the Wednesday. The uh, Wednesday. Now, it, now Georgia is always going to have it. You you can set your clock by when spring practice is going to start or when pro day is going to start, whichever one you find out first. Because if you well, find I out mean, pro day first, you know spring practice is starting the day before, and if you know spring practice first, then you know pro day starting the next day. And and really, you know, I mean, at at least every year I've been on this beat, they have started spring practice the Tuesday after uh, UGA spring break gets back, and then it's a you you can track it five week five Saturdays ahead of that. That's going to be G day. You know that Wednesday is right after the start of spring practice is going to be pro day. So this is uh, we're sports writers explaining you Georgia's. Well, listen, right listen now. to that seasoned veteran Palmer Toms. <laughs> all these years I've been on this beat. <laughs> all all five of them. That's a that's a lie. They went that way every year. Twenty twenty was an exception. That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got to be facts. You got to get your facts straight, Palmer. Palmer was down there living it up, getting ready to go to the players' championship. That's were, you, right. were you at the players' championship when they called him no, off? No, I was. I was supposed to go uh, the the next day, the day after they canceled it, shut it down. So save it for bark after dark, man. Oh man, we need. We're going to get into that one and bark <laughs> after dark, or maybe some tears. The, the Palmer episode is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I want to hear about Palmer's origin story. What was the, who was the coach that? chewed palmer out that made him want to be an upstanding journalist an investigative journalist watched his whole career all i remember yeah. listen worst take i've ever had this should be on freezing cold takes if i tweeted worst take i've ever had because i do think palmer's awesome uh somebody came to me and they said hey you, you uh got this kid uh he's coming to georgia <laughs> By the way, Jake didn't tell me this until until this he year. Wants to help out, him. you know. Do you want him? Do you want him to come be your intern? I was like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to teach somebody how to use the system and how to do this and how to do that. But uh, you know, posted his posted his stories for him, edited it and posted them, and you know, finally got tired of editing and posting them. And I was like, all right, Palmer, you're on your own. <laughs> and uh, he 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 took to it like a like a. Uh, Shoved them out of the nest. A duck to water. So That's good. That's a good one. All right, guys. Well, in all your years on the beat, you've seen some guys benefit a lot from the pro day, benefit from the combine, and, and guys make different choices about what they're going to do, the workouts they're going to do. Uh, notably, last year, before he was even, I guess, um, participating, he was eligible for the NFL. But when Stetson Bennett had an opportunity to participate in pro day, he didn't throw. He didn't do the senior bowl. He got arrested. All that stuff. Is, so what did you expect him to do at the pro day at combine? Because he's got to show something, right? They're so, going to dangle him in on a wire like Sting from the NWO. <laughs> just bring just him in. in the rafters. He's yeah. going to come, yeah, like like HBK coming in a WrestleMania on the zip line with the uh, <laughs> with the bejeweled with the bejeweled uh, uh, chaps on. <laughs> Palmer's probably got something everybody wants to listen to here. We're, we're no, 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 no. So if if I remember that correctly, I don't remember him having a say in whether he was going to throw or not. I remember George Carson Beck threw. 
Carson Beck through, but it's because George Pickens needed somebody to throw to him. And George asked Carson is what I remember George telling us. Wow. So we've got another chapter in the Stetson Bennett bulletin board material montage for his yeah. film. Yeah. Um, George Pickens walks up to Carson Beck. Stetson Bennett's just standing there shining his cleats. <laughs> this hey, guy's, uh, this Carson, guy's ass, can I my talk dude. to you for a second? Um, no, but but so I saw this on on three uh, from our desk. According to a report from Sports Business Journal, um, Bennett has signed with reps from uh, Chris Cabot, the the firm's uh, CEO, Chris Cabot. Steinberg. Uh, yes, yes, Steinberg Sports. Uh, and according to Cabot, Bennett will participate and throw at the NFL Combine. Um, Are we breaking news here? Is this breaking news? No, no, no. That uh, that was an article from our Andrew Graham of the On Three Desk uh, from six hours ago. Okay. <laughs> well, it's breaking as far as I know because the entire <laughs> internet's been shut down today. So yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's, that's been tough. No, and and this is this is where it, you know this is where the acceleration of putting everything behind Stetson comes into play because that pro day and that and that um, the combine. NFL combine are going to be right there together and you're hoping right you're hoping that Stetson kind of gets everything lined up um, and and uh, you know gets where he needs to go gets everything kind of meshed in his head simpatico all that stuff and then with that little two week stretch. Uh, puts all of it behind him and kind of starts trending towards the draft and um, maybe finds himself, a, you know, possibly being selected on, on the second day. But, um, you know, the, there's so much time between what he went through or what he, you know, the decisions he made to, to not participate in senior ball, whatever. Um, and the more I think about it, the more I agree with Jim Nagy on that. I mean, I, I just, for a quarterback, you're, you're not risking a ton of injury. Maybe he should have went there. Maybe he would have, uh, you know, kind of avoided some other things. Um, but ultimately, it happened early enough. It's like losing a college football game week one. Um, you know, you can get back in it, and I think Stetson will. Yeah, I think he will too. I, I think that that's a great comparison, losing a football game in week one. I mean, out of sight, out of mind. I think the the angle that it's going to crush him in the draft is way overblown. Um, I think Nagy was right about what Stetson missed out on, but – trying to draw too much from it just looks a little bit silly, especially when this whole process does last so long. Um, I will say something that was notable to me with Stetson signing was looking at the other clients that uh, are represented by this, uh, by this agency. And you look at the quarterback list, it's Taylor Heineke. It's uh, Spencer Rattler. It's Tua Tungavailoa. It's Patrick Mahomes. So there's a, a wide gap there in uh, in the talent represented, and it's it's just interesting to me. You think that maybe there's a caliber of athlete. Stetson's just going to be a backup guy, and you know he'll probably have some lower tier agent. But no, there's Patrick Mahomes. So uh, make of that what you will. Stetson's getting some respect in the agency world. Guys, we need Tennessee man to speak up. The Vols just lost to Vanderbilt in basketball. Why is everyone say what to me? <laughs> Tennessee man, who do you think you are? I am. I, want, <laughs> I um, 
Listen, I, you know, it's interesting, Jake, you say that about the, the first uh, you know, losing a game week one. You know, to some degree, isn't this like fitting, maybe? I'm not saying that like anybody wants anybody to get in trouble, legal trouble, et cetera. But Stetson Bennett running into some adversity ahead of a big moment like this, right? That's kind of been the Stetson story all along. He's overcome these, this stuff time and time again. And I'm not saying he needed a fire lit under his ass, but it probably can't hurt. And he's a guy who's responded to stuff like this time and time again throughout his career. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's a blemish on your record, sure. But does it refocus him and get him, you know, kind of in the mindset that he needs to be where, you know, he's not going out and he's not, you know, taking care. He's taking care of business all as it relates to on the field. And, um, you know, I, I think what I'm going to be most interested about is to hear the reactions from interviews that Stetson Bennett gives, you know, to executives. I think that, you know, does the swagger of Stetson Bennett come through this, you know, almost villainous person that's that, that people have like thought of him as since he left, you know, is that the person that comes through or do you get the kid who, you know, a lot of people knew back in the day and, you know, I think he's got a fine line to toe, I guess, in in that regard. And I'll be interested to see what the reactions are to how Stetson interviews for the NFL. Um, Because I honestly, I think he'll do a really fine job. And I think he'll come off at very worst authentic. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Listen, man, Stetson's, Stetson's a little long in the tooth. I'm more worried about Stetson like... Next couple of years, man, you're not going to be able to be out till five or six o'clock in the morning. You're going to blink your eyes. Next thing you know, that's going to ruin a week for you. That's going to ruin, you know, you're just going to take you four or five days to come back from that. You too, Palmer. Um, listen up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, it's like that Dave Attell joke, man. But working in a fast food restaurant, you know, 10 years can fly by quick. No question. No question. Yep. One day you're drinking Jaeger for breakfast. The next you <laughs> smell tequila and, and you need a couple Advil. That's yeah. right. No doubt. Um, breaking tea. I don't really have a segue there. Breaking <laughs> tea. They've we'll, got Stetson uh, Bennett merch. Oh, there is? We got to get we got to get Palmer to do that read again. Breaking tea. You want right, it? Palmer, give us, give us your breaking tea. I, you need I, it. I, no, 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 no. I don't have it in me tonight. He just said, Palmer goes, all right, let me get my Wes on. You want it? You need it. Breaking tea. You want <laughs> no, it? You need it. You know you need a Georgia shirt. You know you need, a, you know you need a new T-shirt. Get yeah. to breaking you tea. know you need a new Georgia T-shirt. Head on over to breaking tea. Quality. It's quality. It is quality. It's made of the finest uh Peruvian silk. <laughs> I think we may be getting into false advertisement. Now we're, now we're getting sued for libel again. No, <laughs> actually it's uh super soft, durable tees and hoodies. Designed and printed in the USA. Probably so, made out of cotton, you know. There you I go. Mean, Jake, Jake you're, you've got them in your house. Tell us. I, I've, I've said it over and over again. Very quality. Very quality quality stuff. Carolyn Toms has a couple of them. She's a she's a fan of the uh 
of the um, North Carolina merch that they've got. Oh, oh they got you posting on Dogs HQ. She, we've, she does, we've she does got do some wrestling fans in our comments. I swear to God. Y'all take that to Bark After Dark, okay? Take some <laughs> notes on what you want to talk about. Take it to Bark After Dark, B-A-D. We can do a we can do a wrestling episode one day. I promise you, we can do a bark after dark on wrestling. Oh yeah, no doubt. Y'all can have like a special. Uh, we got to get Goldberg. We could probably spend a month on wrestling if we needed to. I could go through a few eras. The show looked nice the other night, guys. Ro, uh, Roos, I I, I uh, realized you were in a different spot though. Mm, yes, yes, that. good call. Yeah, very observant of you, Wesley. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, I was at my girlfriend's house. The microwave was not there. That's what really I, appreciate- I was at my girlfriend's house, so I really appreciated Jake Rowe asking me if I was ever <laughs> going to get married. That was nice. <laughs> um, that was a good one. We need to we need to get somebody in the comments to name themselves Jake Roos's microwave. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite comment probably ever on this show was the guy who said, "Only damn good dogs have white over the stove microwave." <laughs> uh, bark after dark every Monday at nine p.m. Um, all right, guys. This hit will not go away. This uh, Bullard on Marvin Harrison Jr. And today we had an instance where someone apparently was selling an autographed photo of the hit with a signature on it that said night, night. Now, I've since read that whoever was peddling this photo actually doesn't have the rights to the photo. Yeah, I saw that. So that's going to get you in some trouble. That's a bad look. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with the night night signature. I think that's something that football players would probably say to each other's faces because they're competitive, but the whole NIL aspect of it, not doing it above board, probably not going to win too many people over. Well, I mean, I don't think that's Javon's fault. If he just got it, if a guy just got him to sign it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of bad looks here, right? There's a bad look for stealing a photo. There's a bad look because Sam Block and the Ohio State guy and all of his IQ points just <laughs> cried about it on Twitter like it was just a travesty. Guys, it was a clean freaking hit. I, I mean, Ryan Day and everybody from Ohio State needs to quit whining about it. I mean, you know, every, if you cover Ohio State, stop pissing and moaning. Grow the hell up. Let's move on. It, it was every every official that's seen it has said it's a clean hit. Um, but I mean, I don't think it's a very classy move to write night no. night on it. No, no, it's, it's not. It's ta- it's, it's, it's a bit. It's a bit tasteless. It's a bit. Yeah. It's a bit of bad judgment. I I think that given the controversy that surrounded it, whether or not it was, you know, I mean, I, I of course also I, I think it was a clean hit. Everybody has said it's a clean hit, but there's no reason really to continue to poke that bear. And, if if know. that's what he actually said, we, we don't have any confirmation that he signed it that way. Sure. Been, yeah. We don't know. We don't know that afterward. We, we, I mean, I, I don't know, but if he did it, I mean, you know, if I, if he did it and that was my son, I would say, dude, you shouldn't have done that. That was that. That's, yeah. that's probably, that's poor judgment. I agree. I agree completely. I, I think that it was, it's just an unnecessary look. I mean, you know, the problem is he's going to be he's going to be it's going to end up dragging this thing out further and further and further the more stuff like this happens and it's going to become this thing that follows Javon Bullard around and I mean I'm not saying it's the worst thing absolutely not but is it 
you know, the is it the thing you want to hang your your whole hat on? You know, people. I think it's overshadowed that the guy was defensive MVP of that game in the national championship versus that hit. And so, what you know, do, what did he do in that game though? In the Peach Bowl to deserve defensive MVP? Sack? I, he had a sack, right? Mm-hmm. He had a sack. I, mean, I think he had a pass breakup. I, I would, um, we were we were sitting in the press box there. I mean, who else on defense earned it that night? Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, kind of like been a, by default. EFL in there. That's kind of where I was like, I didn't know who was going to win it. I, I didn't really. To some degree, it felt like he might have won it for that. <laughs> I, that's kind of where I'm coming from. I mean, right. a little bit. But I, you, that nobody would ever cop to that, right? I mean, nobody would ever say, well, he he intentionally injured the other teams or even unintentionally injured the other team's best I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. Gary Stokin's going to go on a media tour <laughs> unlike you've ever seen before at some point, and it may slip out. He may have been – we gave him that thing because he knocked up out. Hey, <laughs> Gary Stokin's in front of a lot of cameras and microphones from November until January 1st, so you he never know. come on Bark After Dark. Just standing over, standing over him like uh, Roots, Chris Tucker and Friday. Have, we can have Gary Stokin. <laughs> oh, Gary Stokin will come on. I could probably Stoken get him on, on right after, now. I could probably call him He will co-host Bark After pajamas. Dark. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I had quite a few concussions in my high school playing days, and I know the whole look on, on concussions right now is very serious, and it should be. We don't know if Bullard signed it that way, though, and we don't know if he signed it knowing that it was going to be sold. I mean, there are so many what-ifs on that that, that just suck. Um, it seemed like Harrison Jr. took it well, though, from his tweet. I mean, of course he's going to acknowledge it, but he said, night-night, ha-ha, bet. Like, I don't know. I don't know how upset he is about it. Um, nah, Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably going to make more money than Javon Bullard, ultimately. Javon Bullard's a fine football player, but Marvin Harrison, guys, Jr., Marvin Harrison Jr. could be a, a top 15 pick this year. Yeah, and, and yeah, you know, he he's a premium position guy now, you know, and, and Javon Bullard's kind of a tweener, may play safety, may play – he's not going to play nickel in the NFL. Um, probably going to play safety in the NFL, so – I mean, ultimately, this um, it's it's a nothing burger for me, just from the aspect of, yeah, the guy the guy got hurt. He got hurt on a clean hit, but he got hurt and probably shouldn't write night night on there. And I don't, I'm not sold on Javon Bullard actually doing that because whenever I spoke with Javon Bullard before the Ohio State game, I asked him, I said, hey man, listen, everybody's talking about this Ohio State offense and the two great receivers, and you know. Do, are, do you guys take any disrespect for that? Are you tired of hearing it? And he says, no, I'm not tired of hearing it. They're that good. They're, they are really good. So it seemed like there was some class and respect on the front end. I'd be surprised if there wasn't on the back end. Um, but if it was, you know, it's not the end of the world. You're not going to suspend him. But Javon can do better. I'm just trying to make you talk about this for, for as long as I can. I bet. God, I just, I'll, 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 and I'll tell you this. I'll tell you who I guarantee you was not happy about it was Kirby Smart. Do you, do you guys know what a coupaton is? That was that fighting tournament in Bloodsport. No, a coupaton <laughs> is that thing that, that, thing that uh, Danny McBride has in Righteous Gemstones where he's like, he gives them all to him. It's like, here, here's our weapon. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that people put on their keychains. Like, I'd put one of those in the neck of a Oh, like a Tamagotchi. I mean, I started talking about this. I'm just I, – I, I'm so tired of talking about this hit. Yeah. Yeah, it won't go away, though. And I guess I, I take a lot of what we talk about from seeing people talk on Twitter. And it's like I said last time we met, 
these online rivalries between Georgia fans and other schools, like this Ohio State-Georgia thing is still very much happening. Like, it, it, it has not ended, and I'm, I'm somewhat fascinated by it. Yeah, thing- I, think, I think we're just kind of getting to a point here. Ohio State's a little bitter. Uh, the national championship tally since Justin Fields left Georgia from Ohio State, for Ohio State is two, two for Georgia, none for Ohio State. And I think they're just a little sour about that. Yeah, probably so. Gave them a quarterback, and they couldn't win a title. Here is one thing I saw on the internet today that I do like. That is that's, that's badass. That's sick work. Yeah. Steve Steve Butcher, somebody like I'm getting on the horn if I need a tattoo. I'm calling Steve Butcher wherever you are. Uh, that's outrageous. I'm gonna get that detail right there. I'm gonna get him to tattoo my face on my face. <laughs> get the get the uh, get your eyes on your eyelids so you can uh, sleep through things. <laughs> sleep in the Zoom meeting. Um, I DM this guy Austin Cooper, and I was gonna try to get him on the night so he could show it to us and talk about it. Um, he might still come on on Sunday. We'll see. If not, I might kick him to the bark after dark ranks we'll yeah. see about that bring him on but he what, what uh i dm'd feet? him i said does it what does it feel like does it still hurt and he said it doesn't hurt that bad and he also told me that it took 18 hours over two days I would in california that. to get it done i'm gonna guess if you're getting a tattoo like that he's got more than just one this isn't no. his first tattoo yeah. Uh, Butcher, I read his website. He tattoos in a style that's called hyper realism. Yeah, well, and, he, he nailed it. I mean, it looks like a screen printed like cake from Publix. Like it is. Yeah, you don't you don't need a legend to figure out uh, how what hyper realism is. You don't need a dictionary. Yeah, um, that's hyper realistic. It's pretty yeah. self explanatory. It's hyper, dude. It's just it is a hype tattoo. It's probably the greatest Georgia tattoo I've ever seen personally. Now, I don't know that, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not one for getting, you know, uh, things like that. I I mean, I don't have any tattoos. I guess I should. Does anybody here? I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Between the four of us, do we have one tattoo? I'm not tatted up. I talked about getting one last year when the Braves, Georgia, and my high school all won championships. Um, that I was trying to figure out how to incorporate all three, but now that there's been a back to back, I don't, I don't, what if there's a three peak on top <laughs> yes. of my original, like uh trilogy Trinity? I don't know. So I'm still thinking about that, but that was the closest I ever came to getting one Palmer. You're awfully quiet over there. Nah. Palmer's got Palmer's got his family insignia tattooed on Palmer the has one on a scalp. <laughs> no, no Thank tattoos you. here. They brand you at Montgomery Bell. Okay. <laughs> like Yellowstone. Part of, part of the initiation. <laughs> um, but that made me wonder, what, what do y'all think is the most tattoo-worthy Georgia moment in like Georgia history that could be encapsulated the easiest on a tattoo other than what we just saw with Keely Ringo's pick six there. Any any damn one you want from Mr. Butcher there because he can <laughs> yeah. I mean he's he's up to the task. Uh for me this was an easy answer. If you were going if I if you were going to get a tattoo of a, a super cool moment, I think the best one would be 
uh, George Pickens slamming that Georgia Tech player's head <laughs> into the wall. I think that that both both of mine actually were George Pickens' ideas. Uh, George Pickens doing that, or George Pickens with the water bottle pissing on the guy from Roos is going to t- two moments that are detrimental to the University of Georgia. Both of them, both of them hard to make them like way a, more than they helped. Two of two of the best moments that I can ever remember watching for Georgia. It's it's that's so funny. So classic, like George Pickens. But to me, the the Georgia helmet throwing the Georgia Tech guy into the wall like it's a like it's an in your house pay per view, no holds barred, falls count anywhere match was stellar, man. It was it was it was a great one. That was incredible. <laughs> and to me, it showed, you know, showed a lot of discipline because anytime guys get in a foot in a fist fight. In football, you see someone swing at the helmet, and that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. So Pickens was like, oh, screw that. I'm just going to throw him into the bricks. What is the nearest weapon I can find? It is this wall, and it's I'm going wall. to use it to my advantage. And, you know, I caught so much shit on Twitter. Trace Willing, right? Is, is I, that, that's it was Trace Willing. It was Trace Willing. I was actually very close to where that happened. It spilled out right. right I was shooting in that end zone. Good one. And, um, Herschel you know, over Bates. That's yeah, that, I was thinking that one. Um. But yeah, it was. I got a lot of crap on that uh, about on Twitter because I posted it and I was like, a reminder of the greatest moment in Georgia football history. And people were just giving me all kinds of shit about it. But it was so funny to me. <laughs> there are, there are two memories that stick out for me, and neither one of them are, are huge moments in Georgia history either. But they're two of the coolest photos I've ever seen taken about Georgia football. One is the Dan Inman double headlock. Um, of the LSU players. Um, I don't know if you've ever, you ever seen that one, Wes? No. Oh, my God, dude. He's got one guy, he's got his face mask, like, pushed up, like he's like he's about to snap the kid's head back backwards, and he's got another dude in a headlock on field goal protection. Who is this? Dan Inman. It's a uh, – oh, okay. it, it was in Sports oh, Illustrated. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I do if, remember that photo. If you're talking Georgia against LSU, Jalen Carter holding up, Jay yes, yeah. yes, that's a good one. You're yeah, right. Solid. My other one was Boss Bailey. Any one of those 2002 field goal blocks that he is that he got it, up there. You can see his feet over the helmets almost of the players. Um, they actually had to bring a rule in to prevent that. Is now you can't leave your feet and come down on the. You know, there's a Boss Bailey rule all because of him. So I would. Uh, it would probably be one of those. Give give me give me Jordan Davis and his plunge into the end zone, uh, mm. his graceful plunge into the end zone. That 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 was that would be a good one. I'll tell you I'll t- another great one. Uh, serious. If, if I'm talking a serious one, Kirby and Dooley facing each other. Uh, oh that, yeah, that photo. That would yeah. be that would be or, or the or the Dooley Jordan Davis photo that I get yeah. out over here recently. Yeah, the Braves. Yeah, yeah. the Braves jersey. I don't know, man. That gives me kind of misty-eyed right there. That's just like, you know, two wildly different, you know, people and generations and levels of experience at a Braves game. I mean, that looks like two happy sons of guns right there, mm-hmm. man. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I was just thinking that when Tyler Brennan put it in the comments, A.J. Green's catch fitting with the uh, the news of his retirement. Yep. Yeah, True. Uh, the only juxtaposition I mean, you've got there is that Georgia lost that ball game. Yeah, <laughs> that would be tough to get tackled in the loss. And, 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 I mean, you could put AD's catch, but I know a lot of people don't want that tattooed on them anymore. Oh, you know what? Um, 
Yeah, I wonder how many people already got the AD tattoo I, and then they're Yeah, there's there's, 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 there's gotta be one of those get off out of that. Pick uh, did really uh, Georgia scored two touchdowns after that, or that would probably be a bigger deal than it is. What yeah. about uh what about Terry Goblin's catch against Notre Dame? Great yeah, great one. Woo. Almost got right kicked off the That's that's kind of that thing, just it, the ball came right at me. In, 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 NBC threatened to throw me off the sidelines because I tweeted out a video of that. <laughs> to me, that's that's hey, right there, the kind of the start of Georgia getting to where it's at right now. Yep. Yeah, if he doesn't yeah, make that sure. catch, then Georgia doesn't go to the playoff. I mean, it that was a huge play, man. You're right. I would. I always have the image of Massaqua in the blackout when he just kind of like shrugs. When he uh, catches that bomb from Stafford, that was a pretty sweet moment. You could get the uh, the Uga by going after the the Auburn player. Oh yeah, no doubt. What about Evo going after Uga? That'd be a pretty sweet collage, like the circle of Uga. Ducati Ducati Tech over here with a moment that never happened, but would be fun. Just a tattoo of Mark Rick punching Steve (laughs) Spurrier. Yeah, a little bit more conceptual. Hey, listen, Mark Rick did punch Steve Spurrier one time. Uh, it was back in 2015. It wasn't physically, but it was it was he got him he broke he broke the head ball coach that day because I'll never forget you I went downstairs and you know where they do the coaches, uh the opposing coaches press conference at the bottom of the elevators. I got off the elevator and Spurrier was just sitting down and the curtain was up and he goes, he goes, Man, wait a minute. They only had they had five third downs all game. That can't be right. And and they did. That's how bad Georgia dominated them. They didn't get the third down, but five times in the whole ball game. Um, and Spurrier was just like, ah, oh, that can't be right. Like it was just that man was. You know, he retired. Was it the next week? Did he retire the very next week, or did he coach one more game? Yeah, I I can't remember, but it was that, that was the cool. Fatone Bowden game. I thought um, no, I thought no, no, no. That was the the South Carolina game was. So was he, he was at South Carolina. Oh, you're saying you're okay. I see what you mean. I was thinking Georgia, Florida. No, no, no. I, I had when you were talking about this. I was envisioning Mark Rick punching Steve Spurrier in a Florida uniform. And, a Florida. Yeah, and his visor fought, you know, uh, falling off. Uh, that like was uh, Cal Warlick. You know, remember Cal Warlick that would draw all those like mall UGA photos? It'd be like yeah, like a caricature of Larry Munson. That would be the guy. Rest in peace. That would be the guy to do the tattoo. I got yeah. I got a couple more that I thought of. Sony in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I was about to bring that up that no one had mentioned that. Yeah, and um, I personal favorite being from Tennessee, Eric Stokes with the sack on um, I think it was Brian Mauer. Uh, the the oh gosh, fumble. Yeah, that was painful. absolutely killed him. How about yes. um, gosh. There's I was so gonna many. say I was gonna say that you you mentioned the Phaeton Bauta start. Uh, that would qualify as worst moments in Georgia history to get tattooed <laughs> on your body. Yeah, that, that was would like be... the end of the Mark Richt era when that happened. Just get Phaeton Bauta's uh, <laughs> name and jersey number on your back. Um, yeah, I I would also say um, the final score of the uh, UCF Liberty Bowl would be one of the worst things you could possibly <laughs> mm-hmm. get tattooed on you. I mean, Devontae yeah. Smith, you, you know, that'd be pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Second 26. The 09 Independence Bowl, which is great, great <laughs> moments. <laughs> Some pretty people, good people moments. Are gonna stop yes, I just uh, 
we Wes, I just dropped about. a link to that Dan Emmon photo if uh, if we want to show people. Where is it? Yeah, yeah I, I, I haven't seen this before. Chat. It's the actual image from the magazine. Oh, it just came through. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, remember that. Pollock, now that you the, it. I that didn't Pollock hear you touchdown. Say. The Pollock touchdown is interesting. My brother was getting married that day. I want to say it was like September the 7th of 2002 and uh, there was a lightning delay in that game um and uh basically like we thought we were going to be in and out of the service and you know missed like the first five ten minutes of the game or whatever um but the service was a lot longer than we thought it was going to be and uh we missed i was actually in the wedding obviously and uh, we missed most of that one uh, most of the first half of that game including the pollock thing so but, yeah, Dan Emmons kind of having his way with some LSU Tigers. In that O2 had some good moments, man. You got Pollock. You got the Michael Johnson catch. Um, just the, the SEC championship. Some really good moments that have now been overshadowed by even better ones. In Georgia. Yeah, and, I mean, the, and the biggest one uh, that nobody talks about anymore is the 52-7. Uh, um, you know, I believe – was it 52-7 over Georgia Tech that year? Yeah, it was. JT Wall had, a like, a screen. Yeah. His, Neck roll, yeah. Neck pad was rumbling <laughs> into the end zone. That's uh, there were a couple of years later, maybe it was the next year. Georgia Tech came in and played baseball at Foley Field, and they delayed first pitch. They're supposed to be six o'clock, and they, they, uh, they uh, started started the game uh, time of first pitch six oh eight, and the reason they say that because fifty two to seven, it was fifty two to seven oh, until seven. So. Mm. Hmm. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty clever. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a chopping wood Wednesday, guys. Palmer, I want to start with you because I know what your topic is already. And uh, I think some pretty interesting things came of it. Yeah. um, So I am chopping wood about yesterday's Georgia Athletics Association Board of Directors meeting. Um, attended that. It's some interesting conversation. I actually, and, and this may surprise Jake, and, and he's probably going to be glad to hear this. I do enjoy going to those because I enjoy hearing about <laughs> – it, it, you can see Jake in, in the uh, bottom part of my screen here giving a little fist pump. <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy hearing about – you know, the updates within the athletic program. Um, maybe, maybe after I go to more than three uh, or four, um, it'll wear upon me, but yesterday's meeting, uh, they, Josh Brooks shared updates. Um, the, the whole board shared updates. Georgia finished with the highest GPA for a fall semester, um, in terms of overall athletics, three, two, two there. Um, Fundraising, they had a record-setting fundraising year the, the Athletic Association did last year, um, and they are currently on track to beat that again this year uh, for 2022-23. Print um, money. Yeah. Um, and, and then 
the biggest news to me is is always the facility stuff when there is facility stuff. Um, Foley Field undergoing some some renovations. That was that's already been known. There were some uh, some photos that that were shown of that though. Um, some initial design stuff and Stegman Coliseum, um, home of the Hoop Hounds, going to for men's basketball starting next season is going to have some seating arrangement changes. Uh, they're going to add a section onto the student section, putting them past half court behind the the TV announcers on the sideline. Um, they're they're going to be closer to the court, all with the goal in mind of creating a better home court atmosphere and advantage and and experience for everyone fans students student athletes um they're they're flipping where the benches are georgia's opponents will now what that does is it creates the georgia opponent shooting into the student section in the second half um georgia mike white was very involved in all this uh wrote a bit little bit about that you uh can go check out what he had to say after last night's game about the changes, what Josh Brooks had to say, but in my mind, very important changes that are being made to take the basketball program and segment Coliseum in the right direction. Yeah. The Foley field mock-ups look awesome. Um, yeah, they really do. I can share those with you if you want to show them on here, Wes. Yeah. I've heard that they've already done a lot of work um, at Sanford too, expanding the concourses, opening those up. So uh, you'll start to see some of those differences. I'm not. Year. I'm not sure, Palmer. Did they mention that? Uh, or well, do we get another? Do we get another year in the press box at the fifty? Or are they moving us to the corner? One more year. One more year. One more year. Good times. Um, Enjoy it while you can before it's Auburn. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's going to be limited seating for uh, G Day this year. South stands are going to be closed because of the renovations, similar to what it was for the um, for the championship celebration. Wes, I just sent you a, uh, a rendition of the uh, Foley Field plus the new Stegman seating. Think, now. Am, I, am I wrong in thinking that Stegman could be really like cool if they if they treated it right? I mean, I think Stegman's pretty cool as it is. It's just you don't. It's not all that big. I mean, listen, if you've ever been, if you ever driven by Rupp Arena. Uh, I've done it one time. Palmer was in the car with me. I've never seen anything like that on a college campus. I mean, it literally looks like you're driving through downtown LA. It's it's rough life. Um, so it's you're not ever going to have anything like that. But Foley's Foley is. I mean, not Foley. Uh, Stegman is fine. Um, you know, and and Ooh, that, you know, Delta Club. Yeah, so that's that's going to be right down the left field line, like you can see there. They'll have indoor pitching facilities, hitting facilities. Um, it looks like some new concessions and it's going to create a new entrance on that, on that street um, blanking on what the name of that street is, but. What are these people? I can't remember the name of it either. It's not Carlton street. No, Uh, Carlton runs in front of Stegman. Is it, Um, is it Smith street? Maybe who knows (laughs) that that street. That Fire up a Google map for us. I'm doing it. That street, that Wednesday. I bet Claude Felton knows what the name of that street is. I, I guarantee you he does. So, but, and, and Josh has said this, it doesn't change um, much about the actual Foley experience for the fans, but what it does is it's, it's a student athlete focused 
renovation to try and make Georgia more competitive with the rest of the SEC where, you know, Mississippi State has poured in millions and millions and millions already. Georgia has not done that in terms of uh, the actual – the. the Amenities for the student athletes. That is Rutherford. I found a Rutherford. Yeah, I found Palmer, guys. That that might actually be me. (laughs) That's that's kind of where my seat has been in the past. One of six people in the uh, press box. (laughs) The nose is a little. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, your best bet is to assume that that's Anthony Dasher. It's Palm. Oh, it's it's definitely Dasher. Yeah, and (laughs) Antonio Antoine Anthony Dasher covers a lot of Georgia baseball games. Loves Georgia baseball. He does. He loves. He just loves baseball, man. That's that's one thing I love about Dash is that man is a baseball purist. He plays in a fantasy league that is like American League only, draft in person. Uh, uh, Listen, I I, I, knew, I knew I knew of Dash to take one day off when Georgia was actually participating, and it was for his fantasy baseball draft. He would if if Georgia football was going on, he was on man. But if the fantasy baseball draft was on, that was the one day he had to bring practice. <laughs> one Good day dude, during man. Spring of the earth, love that guy. He is a great guy. He is great. Um, I'll chop wood about uh. Uh, something I wrote about today, um, I saw the returning production list from Bill Connolly at ESPN has been going around, and I've seen some Mizzou fans, some Kentucky fans, uh, Tennessee fans feel confident based on that ranking because they finished higher than Georgia in the returning production metric. Um, and I, I added those things up. It's a premium piece over at dogshq.com. Great news if you're a subscriber. Great opportunity to try out our promo deal if you aren't. Uh, but if you take Tennessee out, every team that finished ahead of Georgia in the SEC anyway, in the returning production metric, if you add up all those wins and losses, that team is uh, below 500. So it doesn't really tell you everything you think it does. Just because you have a lot of production coming back, like A&M has the most, it doesn't mean you're good. You know, sometimes you just have bad production coming back. I do think it could be a good sign for Tennessee, though, with the Vols getting the dogs in Athens. But Still seems to me like there's a, a wide gap uh, between those two programs, even though people want to say it's going to be a huge rivalry. I'm just not not seeing it yet. But chopping what about that? Returning production rankings don't always tell you the full story because uh, Georgia missed out on a lot of returning production last year on the defensive side of the ball, and they won back-to-back national championships. Is, is anyone else surprised that A&M has returning production considering everyone entering the transfer portal? Yeah, no doubt. They got someone coming back. They got somebody. Yeah, yeah they got Anaya Smith coming back. Uh, that The quarterback, the um, the one that ended the year. Um, they got some Wegman. dudes. Connor Wegman, is that? Yeah, the they got role? some good players. They're, they got they got five ticks out the wazoo. I mean, they got five ticks for days. Yes. Um, you know, Georgia would probably love for one of those one of those guys to enter the portal so it could pick one up. Lebus Overton, LT Overton. The one, did, right? the, the, one, the one kid from Arizona did. Yeah, and I can't remember. I don't know where he went. I don't know where he, where he landed, but yeah, he he, he did commit somewhere though. I did see that. Um, yeah. What was it? Justin, I think, was his name, um, if I'm not mistaken. I Timberlake. Yeah. Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah, that, that was it. 
Um, all right, Ro looks still deep in thought. He's still coming up with his. I think. No, so. I was no. I, I've got mine. I was. I was going to chop wood on Jennifer Connelly since we were talking about Bill. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Jennifer Connelly in the in this in that uh, in that top, top gun, gun movie. I mean, fine wine, brother. <laughs> fine wine, indeed. Now, I'm going to chop wood tonight about uh, talking to a lot of 2024, 2025, and 2026 kids. Um, I've done the, a lot of that over the last couple of days, and we'll have a bunch of updates coming over at Dogs HQ. So get over there and check those out because those will be premium stories. But the refrain is similar amongst them all. A lot of kids are shocked. They're surprised. They are really just taken aback by an offer from Georgia. Um, I spoke to Marcus Downs, who's an emerging name out of uh, Taylor, South Carolina, just outside of Greenville. And he told me he got chills when he was offered by the Bulldogs. He said, you know, I was kind of an under the radar guy. Georgia offered me and it just gave me chills. And it's similar stuff like that kind of all the time. And it's not even specific to a position. I've talked to a couple of wide receivers who are saying, look, you know, that whole that whole room is full of dogs, man. Those, those guys know what they have to do. They take care of their business. They handle it. The message is clear. And Georgia has Georgia currently sits as the number one class in 2024. Georgia has a very real chance to be the number one overall class in 2024. But like I said, the refrains are the same. And the message to these kids is clear. You're hearing the same things or you're starting to hear those same things. Because of Georgia's sustained success, not only over these last two years, but under the Kirby Smart era, which these kids have grown up in, that you started to hear about Alabama. It's some of that same talk. So I think that that's really impactful. I think that that's the kind of stuff that pays dividends for years to come. And like I said, uh, a lot of stuff to watch for over at Dogs HQ when it comes to these updates. But um, really positive returns on this stuff. It's not going unnoticed with recruits, as you might expect. Was uh was the A and M transfer edge Anthony Lucas? Yes, it was. I'm sorry, it was not Justin. It was Anthony Lucas. Yeah, committed to USC. Oh, that makes sense. I'm going to chop wood on AJ Green, the retired AJ Green, and how fortunate I feel to have watched AJ make that catch at Colorado and do a lot of other stuff. And AJ Green never won anything in his career. He he never he never won a Super Bowl. He didn't win an SEC title. He didn't win a national title. But uh, I'm here to tell you that you, uh, as, as somebody who has talked to a lot of people that know A.J. Green, um, it, it, it doesn't work out the way you think it does sometimes where only champions win championships because A.J. Green is one. He has given back so much to the University of Georgia. His highlights are everywhere because he was that special. He got robbed of four games in his final season at Georgia for something that is as widespread as, you know, I don't know, spending a dollar is these days. Uh, he he was a special player. He was one of the greatest, most talented football players in Georgia history. Um, you know, an injury here, uh, uh, a, you know, a four-game suspension there um, changed everything. Uh, he would have been a two-time 1,000-yard receiver. A lot of folks don't remember that it was A.J. Green getting dinged up before the We Run This State game that allowed the We Run This State game to take place because Georgia – did not want to throw the football a whole lot because they didn't have him. He played for three different quarterbacks at Georgia. He was drafted number four overall, Georgia's highest ever drafted wide receiver in the NFL draft. And, uh, you know, we can blame it on Andy Dalton. We can blame it on playing for Cincinnati. Do whatever you want. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. Uh, he was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. 
Um, body gave way for him there too, uh, for whatever reason. But AJ Green is a special, special person, special individual, and one of the best recruiting stories to ever be told was the time when AJ Green was firmly committed to Georgia, recruited by John Fabris, and he heard Steve Spurrier, South Carolina Gamecocks head coach, was coming to Somerville High School. AJ Green played hooky and laid home sick, so he didn't have to talk to the old ball coach. Um, I'm not 100% that's true. Uh, I'll, I'll do like Tommy Lee Jones. Real to me, damn it. <laughs> I'll, do it for, uh, I'll do it like Tommy Lee Jones in No Country for Old Men when she called and said, it was that story you told me true. He goes, well, it's, it's true that it was a story. And uh, <laughs> that's what I'll say about that. Uh, but uh, A.J. Green, awesome. Damn good dog, great career. And uh, probably pretty sure you're not seeing his face anymore. You're not done seeing his face um, around the Georgia program. Um, you know, at least as it comes, it pertains to having an impact. He's still going to give, and he's still going to be around. And I'm sure George is going to embrace him as much as they possibly can. Yeah, I said, and I said on the board the other day we were talking about him. A lot of people don't realize the impact, the lingering impact AJ Green had on underclassmen, uh, high school recruits when it came to Georgia's wide receiver position. There were not a lot of marquee names that came out after A.J. Green, guys that really stood out in the NFL. And kids consistently pointed to A.J. Green and said, that's a guy that I idolize, that's a guy I want to be like, and he played at the University of Georgia. I think that his impact was very widely felt on the recruiting trail for a long, long time. So kudos to him for that, too. Yeah, it's a shame, man, that you know his career at Georgia – was as much of a bummer as it was. I'm not saying he individually, but just those Georgia teams didn't have as much success. Guys like uh, him and, and Stafford, to a certain extent, I don't feel like Georgia fans are as endeared to them. Maybe it's for those reasons, maybe for different reasons. Um, but he was every bit of that recruit in college. He just didn't have the teams that reflected that. So, uh, yeah. I'm excited to hear that, Row. If he is around the program a lot more, that's only a good thing for Georgia. Andy Stowe, I do want to bring this up. If you haven't seen the high school catch that he's referring to from AJ Green, don't go to bed at night without seeing it. You got a smartphone, you can lay there and, you know, next to your wife or your husband or whoever you're with tonight, uh, mistress, mister, I don't care, <laughs> and, and just look it up. Just if you're from Alabama, your sister. Wake up your kid, uh, you know, you kid <laughs> right now and go show him the video. I haven't seen just it. look it up. It's easy. If to you're find. with your mistress. I'm going to tell you. Maybe, you, maybe put the phone down. <laughs> your, yeah. your kids might be trying to Facetime you. <laughs> so, so just looking up, we don't endorse that high school catch. It'll, it'll come up. Yeah, a one-handed catch, 34 second clip. Ro, you when you uh, were talking about the fact that he didn't win much at Georgia, he didn't win a championship. He never won anything. My brother it reminded me of my brother's rec league football career. I believe he played. Goodness. I believe I believe he played two seasons. An armadillo. It was he, an armadillo. He never won a single game. Oh, he never won a game, and just hung up the cleats after that. Yeah, let me. Everybody needs to. Everybody needs to experience the sweet taste of victory. I would dare say that anybody who was around for the A.J. Green era at Georgia who played fantasy football had him on their fantasy football team at least once over the course of his career. No doubt. I just I found the video did. here. Uh, let's I see. certainly did. I remember someone said that this was their first recruiting memory, and this is like nostalgia for me, man. I remember watching this. Oh, 
on repeat. Aaron Self now at Somerville, by the way, bro. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Yeah, y'all go watch this. We'll end the show on that note. AJ Green, DGD. Y'all have DGDs in the comments. Hit like and subscribe if you don't already. Thanks for watching the Georgia show. And head on over to dogshq.com. Give that premium membership a spin. A lot more going on over there this week and as we lead up to the NFL draft. We'll catch you next time we do this. See ya. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.